Welcome everyone. We're about to begin. Bessus Hashem BPJ number 50. That's Bias Primi for join, join, share, share number 50. We're in the eight dates um, by Julie and John Gottman and Doug and Rachel Abrams. And we're at date number six, which is called Play With Me, which is fun and adventure. And we said this a few times in other Shiorim that this seems superficial and it seems like, you know, we have so much to fulfill our tachlis in life in truly being servants of HaKadosh Baruch Hu and being Oide Hashem. And fun has no place in there and adventure has no place in there. And in generally speaking, in the context of what the nations do, that is true. But the fact remains that, yes, in Chazal you see also proofs of it in many, many cases, in many stories with Tzadikim and from the Chazal, that indeed there needs to be an injection of a simcha, a joy, that sometimes requires having fun together and and enjoying each other's company. And our lives and relationships are much better overall and more brighter when we inject that aspect to it. When was the last time you and your husband, you and your wife, tried something new together, or that you both went out on an adventure together, or you both laughed together, or just simply had fun. And and then if you haven't for a long time, then there's a serious need to do that. And I know we're going to say, what do you mean? I have responsibilities. We have work. We have our learning. We have our Christ, our kids. Real stresses come up in life, taking care of a, of, of, a, of an aged parent, of situations that come up, and that is a million percent true with all of us. But this, just like we talked about in some aspects, how intim- physical intimacy goes on the wayside when stresses come up, and it becomes last on a laundry list of things when you're under stress, Having fun together, it, and 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 seems also it's the lowest on the laundry list there because it seems selfish and self-centered. What do you mean? I have to take care of this and that, but the truth be told is it has to go very up high on the priority list because that is a bonding tool. You do it l'shev shemayim for the right reasons. It's a bonding tool. The idea also, what's interesting, what one needs to know is it does not mean that you both need to have the exact idea of what fun means or what adventure means to have the successful relationship or to enjoy this. It's fine if you do, and it's nice if you have the same concept that you both enjoy bowling or you both enjoy hiking. Beautiful. But even if one does and one doesn't, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter in the long term because you could find various ways to play together and support each other. First of all, even when one of you in, intrinsically enjoys it more than the other, you can both learn to have fun with it and also allow each other to have your individual fun also. That's also important. And when you have long hours of work or family demands and stress, it takes away that fun, that simchas achayim. And the correlation between that and marital happiness is is indeed high. Of course, higher than that is the emotional connection, the spiritual connection. But this idea of simply enjoying each other's company in fun, in friendship, the more you do that, the happier the relationship will get over time. Sometimes that fun is the Pesach, is the Pesach to get the deeper things kicking in also. It's similar with some mahalach, with some mechanchem, where they do 
inject in their Talmidim some fun and games, and they, he takes them to a baseball game, or they do experiences together that are sort of out of the box, besides the regular learning, that creates a spark to get that Talmidim to learn and enjoy Limit HaTayra more when they throw in that fun equation. That's not just, not just true with young boys, it's true even with teenagers and even with older teenagers that very often, as much as we, whether you want to admit it or not, it is very, very important. Shared fun, shared activities, sheer laughter all contribute to a stronger, happier, and healthier relationship and a healthier marriage. And one of the ideas behind this is a psychologist that did a study of couples and how new activities would affect how each of the husband or wife experiences the relationship. And the more novel and arousing activity there was, I mean, nothing to do with sexual, but simply a very arousing and interesting, the happier the couples are said to be in the relationship. This is a spark. This is a this is a this is a a a a way to get to it. A joy that people have from new experiences rub off on their feelings for each other. When they have fun with their husband and fun with their wife, their relationship becomes fun and it gets injected with a with a tremendous simcha even when you have to tackle some serious issues and some harder problems this fun that you had injects a simcha into it that allows you to do it in other words this idea of playing games together going doing things together having fun together is not a luxury it is not an indulgence when done the right way. We're not talking about someone that just throws away all their responsibilities and just parties every night. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about couples that are burdened by life and they have serious responsibilities. But they need to know, as hard as it is, it is not selfish. It is not self-indulgent. It's not a luxury. It's a necessity for a successful, happy marriage overall. And it's not just about being with each other. It's about connecting with each other while you play. When you play together as a couple, you go bowling together, you play knock hockey somewhere together, you go hiking together, you bike together. What you're actually doing while having that fun is you develop your trust and the intimacy. You know, and I would say even, you know, it, it, it's, it's something that people don't have the luxury, but if they could somehow know of a wealthier person that has a private pool and in the Torah period, you ask to borrow and use it in the Torah period sometimes. Have fun over there. Also good. This is very, very important. And it doesn't make a difference what you're doing. You could decide on a nice, beautiful spring, summer day, let's fly a kite. Buy a kite and just fly it around. Play frisbee with each other. You know, play a board game. And you're sharing meaning and sharing fun. It's do it It's the most beautiful thing, and it connects. And it connects so that when there are more serious things happening, it creates a deeper, deeper relationship. It creates this tremendous idea. And don't think because some people that are so, they're big into their learning, and it's a beautiful thing. And sometimes, someone told me recently. Um, you know, a, a story about this, that, that also the, he, he felt one Friday, it was a long Friday night, he usually learns a few hours, and then he talks to his wife later, but he learns a few hours, and there was no one in the house at that point, the kids were away, or they were married already, or whatever, and it was early, and the wife seemed distracted, and he sensed that she needed that connection. He said, would you like to play a game? He was mavatal his taira to play a game, and he played one game and another game, and his wife was involved, and, and there were 
there was her, her, there were tears in the wife's eyes. That, that how it means so much, and she even said how it means so much. How you took your time to take care of something that I really needed. You're playing with me with this, even though she knew that he was machshav is learning very much. This is a mitzvah ef shalasis It cannot be done by anybody else. It has to be done by the husband. And you mavatl tire for things like that. You're not sure. You have your questions. You ask your rav. You ask him your rav. But in many, many situations, it works out like that. Where technically, on a Friday night, for example, giving that example that I just gave, that you you could learn five hours that night in a long Friday night, and 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 still go to bed relatively early or four hours, whatever it is. But when you're alone with your wife, and your wife needs that connection, and then you go out of your way once in a while, or sometimes to share that experience and play with her and have fun with her, with a board game or whatever it is, something that you could play Shabbos without a problem, it creates a sense of meaning. It shows that he cares about me. Or in the other way around, also she cares about me. And this lights up the brain. This play, this type of play lights up the brain. We need to do this not just as children, but as adults. It refreshes long-term adult-adult relationships, husband and wife, wife to husband, and other types of things. With his humor, there's an enjoyment of novelty, a light-hearted sense. Remember, callous, we're not talking about vulgarness or, 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 or lightness, uh, callous reish. We're not talking about that. We're talking about playfulness that's healthy in communication and interaction. And when you're nourishing it, you're creating a climate to connect easily to, with one another and to reward. That is really true intimacy. Laughter, laughing. Um, you could, while you're doing dishes, you could do dish, dishes together with her and, and, and make it fun by doing talking about playful things sometimes. You could play when you're mowing the lawn. You could play when you're working on the relationship. It, it's spontaneous. It's joyful. It's about friendship. And, you know, when you're dating, you know, in, in those cultures that they date, it's new, it's exciting, it's adventurous. You build friendships that way, romance that way, and so on. And 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 so and and so forth, and what happens is, is when you get married, all this dies, and it can't die. It has to continue on. People worry about that when they they say they see other married couples that it gets stale, and they don't want it to get stale, and they're nervous about that, and they're worried about that. And the truth is, it requires effort. It's a normal, common fear. But we need to understand that we can work. We can make an intentional decision to do this, to really create a, a, an atmosphere of warmth and of playfulness. We could go through the science of it, the dopamine and other things that make you feel very happy when you are dealing with these type of playful activities that bond each other in a special, special way. Sometimes you have to allow, okay, that's if, and you find a mutual thing. Again, it doesn't have to be that one of them, both of them will love the experience, like in this case I gave you, this husband, it's not his thing. He doesn't really particularly enjoy playing games, these board games that he did with his wife that Friday night. But he did it, and he, you know, and then he said afterwards, you know, this game was interesting. His wife taught him how to play a game, and they played it together. It is interesting. So even if something is not inherently interesting, it could become interesting, and you're creating the connection. And then there are other times where you allow your husband or your wife to enjoy a certain joyful thing that that they don't have to do, but that they want to do. 
Um, if one of them wants to join her friends, even the wife, she loves uh, doing this athletic thing and take these long hikes or a marathon or whatever it is, and that gets them invigorated. And that's playful. That's joyful. To allow, even if they're not doing it with you, to allow your wife to do this and to encourage her to do this, it's a tremendous thing. And wife to husband, husband to wife. That's also, by the way, a biggest side in Shalom overall also is to allow your husband or your wife sometimes they're responsible and everything else, but they do their best to allow them to let loose sometimes, to allow them to enjoy life, to allow them with kosher activities to explore it and to enjoy it and, 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 uh, and allow each other to experience that. And you find common ground in that playfulness. Shared experiences that allows you to remain in love years, at, at, years after the marriage, beyond. And you could go in the spring, summertime, rowboating together, kayaking together, and so on and so forth. You're trusting each other. You're helping each other. You could sing, you know, you're going hiking and there's no one there. You sing together. Whatever it is, act loose, let loose. Enjoy each other. You know, again, we talked about affection in front of other people, especially strangers, but in uh, in many uh, places where, let's say, there is a hiking trails, there's no one before you, no one after you, you could hold hands, you could sing, you could, whatever it is. Okay, so, so, so those things create a bond. They remember it for a very long time. It, la- it leaves a tremendous reishem. And you don't have to do it only in your honeymoon stage. You could do it all through your marriage. And I said, we did, and we said many, many times that even people who do not have a lot of money, they cannot go two-week vacation, or they cannot afford their work schedule or because of their kids to take off or just, just disappear for a week or two weeks. Even if it's just a matter of two or three nights where they work hard to parcel out the kids and where the family members are willing to take them or others and you work that out and then you're alone for two, three days. It's, it could transform your marriage when you pl- inject in that vacation fun things, loving things, letting loose, being happy with each other, having fun together in many different ways, many different kosher ways. There's so many kosher ways that you could do that. You go out to a new restaurant, kosher restaurant. You travel anywhere nearby um, 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 and, and, and you just, or take a class together somewhere on, on something. Doesn't have to cost a lot of money. Doesn't have to be an exotic location. Doesn't have to be a place. You don't have to go to a safari in Africa. There are many things that you could do and you could enjoy together. One person once said the opposite of play is not work, it's depression. When there is a playfulness there, we see the absurdity of some of the serious things and we find excitement even in the mundane aspects, which is a very, very healthy thing. Flirting in a kosher way is a healthy thing to do. Uh, humor, laughter, romance, romance in the way we look at it, and that doesn't mean the, the Hollywood way of looking at things. You make a game of things, and, and so on and so forth. Uh, there's so many ideas, taking hikes together, walks together, driving, taking these long drive and scenic routes in October or November, whatever, when the leaves change, go there, plan a picnic, plan a, play a board game, a card game, um, 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 shopping, together but shopping in a way you both enjoy some people dread shopping or hate shopping go in a place where it's pleasant to go shopping you know in in a nice nice store where you're shopping for food in a high-end store and you spend that money and you look plan a meal together um, cook together um, go bicycling or rent a bicycle bicycling roller skating 
um, rowing a boat, canoe, kayaking, going to a bookstore, exploring books in a section you don't usually read, bird watching, aquarium watching, the, 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 the whale watching, you know, he could afford it, swim with the dolphins, uh, um, uh, take a kosher joke book if there is anything such like that and, and read it and, and, or, 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 or go to a place, uh, a, concert, a kosher concert, whatever it is, you know, work out together in a, in a, in the setting of your house, you know, if you, 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 or if you have, or you could afford two pelotons, whatever you call those things with the, with the biking, do that together or whatever it is, play music together. If you're both into music and, and, and climbing a mountain, um, and it's, it's so many, so many things, color, drawing, painting, um, um, and so on saws each other you know all these things that you could do together to think to 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 create a a a playful adventurous thing that leaves a ration and keeps you and sustains you even in those moments and those times where it has to be more serious because life is a serious business we have to most of the time work for a living and we have to take care of the children and we have to learn with them and we have to do our own shlemus of things and we have to deal with very serious matters in life. There's no way to avoid that. That is a million percent true. But this playfulness that we need from time to time to inject into ourselves creates a trust, creates an intimacy, creates a deep connection. People, couples who play together, stay together. Again, it's not just that, obviously, but it's a big factor. Yes, when they play together, it's more likely they will stay together because they could they could tap into that simcha sachayim they had with one another to help you deal with the more serious things that require more work to do. And may HaKadosh Baruch help all of you that you should do this and don't criticize and judge them if you play differently. Take a leap of faith and enjoy it and thrive and have fun. And you're doing this, don't feel guilty about it. It's a, it's a kosher outlet, and your kavana in mind is, is I'm strengthening the relationship, I'm strengthening the marriage. Don't worry about Bittl Tyra like the person who, who played these games with his wife from that, that night. Don't don't feel, you know, when you're having these conversations and playful conversations, enjoying this is not, this is a mitzvah, she'i efshar lasis ayyadeh acherim. It cannot be done by anyone else. She needs her husband to do this. And sometimes the husband needs the wife to do this. They need to do it for each other. It cannot be done by anyone else. And you have to sometimes take away from some of those things. And again, we, we said this before, I'll just mention it in passing, that in this case also, even if your kids have to be parceled out, sometimes they you look at it, they may resent that, oh, their mother and father are neglecting us and they're going away for a few days. This is not neglect. This is the biggest chesed you could possibly do for your children in the long run. It's the biggest gift you could give to them when they see that their mother and father make priority and connection towards each other. It's the most beautiful thing in the world. And again, don't get into this, it's havlei oilam it's shtusim No. In this context, in the way you're doing it and why you're doing it, it is not shtusim a card game intrinsically, or, or, or a board game intrinsically, you want to call it Shosavavalam all you want, or, or going hiking together. Truth is, that's also watching your health or whatever it is. But the playfulness that's necessary in a marriage, and it's a tzayrich, that's what it's created for. It's the same thing like that spider, what do you need a spider for? It saved Avadamelech's life, covered up the cave. 
and other things that we think that what do you need that for? And it has a deep significance. This is how you mala, how you bring up those type of things. Doesn't mean you indulge in and go crazy. Like I said, all of a sudden a husband and wife get into this and they say, okay, let's party every night. You know, let's do some neglect responsibilities. And no, that's not what we mean. And that's not the intention. And everyone knows that. But you need to do this, especially from time to time, to create that spark and to move forward. Brochanat Slacha.